Hi friends, welcome to the Psyche Mental Wellbeing Podcast with me, your host, Hannah. On the show, I'm joined each episode by an amazing guest to have an honest conversation, share our real life experiences and tackle stigma and misconceptions around mental health along the way. We believe that everyone would benefit from focusing a little more on their mental well-being, and we're here to support you to do just that. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, friends, and welcome back. Hope you're having a good Monday so far, and it feels so strange um, that it's been a whole week since I spoke to you. Um, it's uh, definitely been nice to really focus on the one episode and not two, but I hope that uh, it's working for you and you're not missing out on the podcast on Wednesday. But we do have now quite a <laughs> back catalogue of episodes that you can check out. Um, dive back into a topic that is on your mind um, because we've had some amazing conversations and some great topics that we've gone into. And I'm really excited to share today's episode with you with Jimmy. So Jimmy joins me to talk about his um, his motivational work, his uh, speaking that he does, his website and his blog and we talk a lot about uh, setting up in his business and kind of what he's learned about branding and that kind of thing and also about uh, accountability, owning our mistakes and also about autism. Um, because that's something that Jimmy is really passionate about talking about because he is on the autistic spectrum. So we'll talk about that a little bit as well. So um, yeah, I really hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll be back super quickly at the end. Hi everyone, and I'm really happy to welcome today's guest, Jimmy, to the podcast. So Jimmy, welcome. And if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm a motivational speaker, autism advocate, author, and founder of crazyfitnessguide.com. Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you so much for, for joining us. And I guess, ooh, where should we start? Maybe crazyfitnessguy.com. Let's start there. If you could tell us a little bit more about what that is and how that started. So I started uh, back in uh, 2017 because uh, I was finishing up one of my school semesters in uh, college. and I was, my English teacher told me, if you, if you uh, want to become a better writer, you're going to have to keep practicing over and over and over again. And let's all be honest, we're, we're not going to practice something that, that it's going to get really boring and there's no accountability because, uh, because I'm just going to like dive off into the deep end real quick and then I'm going to bring it right back. and. Uh, like when I was growing up, I they used to teach me cursive writing, uh, and I was supposed to keep practicing it over and over again. They gave me these sheets to practice. You know what's funny? I got rid of all those sheets because I didn't want to do it. And it's like it was not getting me nowhere. So what happens? Fast forward all the way today my uh, my cursive writing stinks and so back to my point is I, I knew I needed accountability back then I didn't really want my parents just to keep saying Jimmy practice this Jimmy practice that that's not accountability that just gets annoying <laughs> and I was like I know that's what parents are supposed to do is but again I wasn't into it uh, it wasn't something, hey, I'm going to go seek this out. I'm going to go do this. Uh, so if I, my brain already made the decision is like, you know, I bet you if I keep on going to my bank and if I tell them my, my handwriting is not so good that you're not going to be able to read my cursive writing, they probably would let me sign it just uh, regularly. I know that's really not supposed to be the case, but you know what? Whatever, you know, I gotten this far in 27 years of my life without without all the, I can still write cursive, but it's just not neat. It's not, there's nothing fancy to it. A two-year-old could look better than my handwriting. And so my point is, uh, that's what you get for not being consistent. So I created Crazy Fitness Guy uh, because I knew a website. Well, you know what, I'm... The only way I can get more traffic is by keep coming back to it every single time. And and I knew that 
okay, if I go, it's like if I don't show up, it's on me, <laughs> and I'm the run, I'm the driving force behind the brand and everything. So, and it's like if I don't show up, well, why should I expect people to keep coming back? <laughs> and so that keeps me accountable, and because I know it's like. Well, if I don't show up, no one's coming back to my website. And no one comes back to my website, I don't exist. <laughs> and so I set it up in a way that I knew I can keep coming back over and over again. Though the only thing that I made a really bad mistake on the first time uh, of doing it, well, actually it was my ninth time of doing it because I tried running a website multiple times in multiple different formats. I, I tried running it uh, just a kind of sort of blog on social media, but then algorithms are stupid and and it doesn't work in your favor. I mean, not just uh, Facebook's one. And then I tried uh, the free versions of WordPress and I even paid. So I tried, just tried all these different platforms. Nothing worked for me. And then I finally went to a self-hosted on WordPress. I was working 90 plus hours a week. And it was torture and brutal and every word and sense of it. And so basically, um, I, after doing that for a year, I moved to Squarespace. And so basically what I do for a crazy fitness guy, um, since I'm a motivational speaker, uh, I try to motivate people for through my blog posts and podcasts through my website and brand and everything. And if you have a Google crazy fitness guy, I show up uh, on the first page for uh, both crazy fitness guys, three words and one word. And I beat Richard Simmons Wikipedia page. And I actually used to be known as a different name before crazy fitness guy, but that other name was, it was a trademark infringement. And it was a total by accident because I, did not know any. I knew that the laws existed, but I didn't understand the laws as I do now. So it's it's not like they teach me this in school. Uh, that would be very more more helpful than the crap I learned, in my opinion. Uh, because it's like, well, you, what, what, if, what if I become a CEO of a company one day? Uh, be be very helpful. Uh, I, I don't need half of the. I mean, math is helpful, but. I can't even give an example. I, I, I just hated school growing up, so. <laughs> I'm sure you're not alone in, the, <laughs> in that. Um, so, yeah, thank you sh for sharing about uh, how it, you know, came to get started. And you mentioned about being a motivational speaker on there with the blog and the podcast. What kind of stuff do you talk about on them? I talk about uh, autism, fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, self-care, self-help, Manage, managing stress, just everything along healthy living. Uh, the one thing I, I do on my podcast to keep it different and keep it unique is that it's totally unscripted. There's no question. I mean, there's questions, but it comes from my head. I don't have a script because anybody can read off of a script. Some people might say, oh, well, that's very unprofessional. And it's like, no, I think it's very professional because you know, then I'm coming up with the questions as is right there on the spot. And it's not like, oh, it's rehearsed. It's if this messed up on my show, whatever. You know what? I, I keep getting people keep coming back to listen to my new stuff. So I'll see people not like thinking as like, oh, well, if they thought it was terrible, I don't think I would have any plays on my podcast. <laughs> And sure, it's not like growing rapidly like everyone else, but you know what? Uh, I got 1900, 1,900 total plays in, how long have I been doing this for podcast? I think it's 13 months uh, for my podcast now. Actually, no, that's wrong. Almost 14, sorry. Uh, and so, yeah, I've been making growth. It's only a monthly podcast. So, you know, I knew when I started up the podcast a year ago uh, after celebrating Crazy Fitness Guy's um, third uh, year birthday last year, I knew I couldn't just uh, 
I knew I still want to keep with the website and blog up to date and everything. So I just couldn't just switch everything to the podcast, even though it would be really, really nice and it'd be much more easier. But I already worked my butt off for four years on my website. If I started with the podcast first, it's one thing. There's no take backs in my book. And I held myself up to a very high standard which probably drives me me nuts but yeah well well congrats on uh your yeah the growth on the on the podcast and yeah I I have set questions I ask everyone but then I don't script within that because then you sometimes get where someone says something great and then like the interviewer is like cool like now I'm going to ask you this question that is nothing <laughs> nothing to do with what you've just said and it, it just it doesn't make sense so I'm totally with you on that i also like just uh i just like the conversation back and forth just because like it's very conversational people who have been on my show have like even said uh that i just been like a really welcoming host and no one uh everyone says like he just makes it it's like even though they feel like sometimes they're on the spot there's like he just makes it so relaxing even if if he messes up he's like just go with it. I was like, I don't care. I was like, some, I wish I did my uh, uh, my live interviews on Fridays. And so if I mess up, I just like, it's Friday, go with it. And I was like, just go with it. It's, just, it's a long week. Yeah, well, I think there's, there's something, isn't it, that we sometimes we don't like to own up to like mistakes or when things go wrong, but we all have times like that and I think it's very real and relatable isn't it to go like oh well that didn't quite go to plan but never mind um I had a podcast with a friend actually recently and she called me the wrong name partway through and was like where did that come from I left that bit in which she thought was very funny I was like well it happens it's not like a big deal you know well I think that's how I got on I like to say, I think that's how I got uh, over 900 Twitter followers because I keep it real. Like I might uh, like mention a, a company on Twitter and say so-and-so, and then they might get back to me and say, no, you're wrong on this. And I was like, okay, I'll take that back. And people see that, yeah, I mess up. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't like calling this company a name or I wasn't, I just, the reason why I tweet with these companies on Twitter is because it's, it might be a faster turnaround time than email and uh, or the emails backed up and I'm like, okay, waiting for a 24 hour response. or I might get a response within an hour. <laughs> uh, let's do Twitter then. Uh, even though that might redirect me to the email support, at least maybe I can still get a temporary solution or some kind of acknowledgement that something's not working. So my point is, it's just like, I feel like people follow me and my brand because, you know, I do slip up here and there, but it's not like I'm doing any, I don't feel like, I don't feel like it's really causing any damage because it's, because I said like my entire, my fault entirely and uh and i admit i'm wrong and i apologize later on it's never like oh i'm just tweeting about this and i know everything and then it's going to lead me back to <laughs> damage control and it's like now i think if uh, if i was damaging anything i'm pretty sure i would lose all my followers or somewhere down the line or get banned on social media <laughs> i think even that you know, being able to own up to our mistakes, again, is something that can be really difficult for people, can't it, to, to say, actually, yeah, I was wrong when I said that, sorry about, sorry about that, that sometimes we don't apologize, or we don't want to, you know, there's, there's always like a reason why that, you know, we said that thing. So I think being able to just say, yeah, do you know what? Sorry, that was a mistake on my part. It's very refreshing, because it, unfortunately, <laughs> people don't do it that much. Neither neither do uh, do companies. Uh, I know some companies are just like, oh, this this wasn't uh, like this didn't happen. And it's like it didn't happen. And why did it happen? Uh, and uh, I feel like people can relate to me because it's like this guy and like this guy is real. And it's like he actually apologizes. He doesn't just be hide behind. And it's like oh, I blame it on this person. Nope. Totally my fault. When I used to have my own uh, uh, Android app, 
when I broke it, I broke it. I said, my bad. I'm not a, I'm not a developer. And I was like, I, sometimes it would be more helpful if I was a developer, but I'm not that into, I'm not that interested in development. If I was, I'd probably be a, a web designer. I can do it. <laughs> it's like finding Waldo. Hmm. Yeah. So you're not a web developer. You're a <laughs> motivational speaker, like you said. And um, do you have, because sometimes motivational speakers have like a, a, you know, not just one like particular message, but they've got like a theme of something that they think it's really important to share. And I wonder if you've got like a key message that you think is really important that people kind of hear and um, and understand. Definitely. Uh, I have multiple key messages. But the, my main one that I've uh, that I always like to share with everyone is that autism is not the end of the world. It's uh, it's an it's another form of living. It's in my DNA. It doesn't need to be cured. The people who say that uh, that vaccines cause autism that's fake news. Scientists has proven it over and over and over and over again that it's not the case. And there's anti-vaxxers, uh, I'm sorry, I'm just going to be blunt with it, to shut the hell up. Uh, because it's a very offensive that you're telling me that my autism is caused by a, a shot. Yeah, um, if scientists have proven that over and over again, and it's false, uh, I would like to see what evidence you're bringing to the table. Because if you just say, well, it's just the case, that's not an argument. That's just, just your opinion. And your opinion doesn't beat science. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so true. And I, I think that's something that from from what I've seen, I don't know if this is correct, it seems to be in the US more of um, a, a kind of belief than it is here in the UK. But I've um, taught, I've worked with young people before who are autistic. And I have one who always like to say, well, I'm autistic and I've had no vaccine. So it's obviously complete nonsense, which as you said, completely fake news um, and a really important message because I think it can be quite harmful to, to hear if you're, if you are someone who's um, on the autistic spectrum, if you're hearing like that message of, oh yeah, that, you know, there needs to be a cure or it's because of this, because of this, it's such a, yeah, just nonsense. Yeah, I think one of those, I think one of the celebrities out there, I forget who, I think it's like, it was like one of the McCarthy people, Melissa McCarthy or, or Jennifer McCarthy. I've one of them. They they it's, uh, they uh, uh, they've been getting they they've been behind the anti-vaxxers and everything. And it's like don't listen to that person. And it's like I'm actually I'm on the autistic spectrum. Listen to me. Uh, I've read of the vaccines. Guess what? still doesn't do it. And it's like, I understand science, uh, maybe not to the full extent like a scientist or uh, or someone who has a, their PhD and whatnot, but guess what? Uh, I can still read numbers and whatnot and I can still read reports. Still not, still, still no evidence. And I've, even after all these years, don't listen to her. I think it's still, it's also, if you're holding that argument or that kind of, oh, well, we need to find a cure, it's what it's saying about people who are autistic is that it's something negative, it's th that we need to get rid of. And, and yes, there might be challenges for some people depending where they are on the spectrum and the support they have, but actually it's not a, you know, it, it's not a negative in itself. And actually when you're kind of sharing that message, what you're really saying is, oh, this is the thing that we don't, really want to have and we need to sort of fix it which is just rubbish <laughs> so yeah exactly uh plus you know i feel like uh yeah autism if i wasn't autistic and i and and if i didn't have the extra challenges in my life i don't think i would be a very interesting motivational speaker uh, i feel like that's what makes a lot of people unique like um other motivational speakers and and other advocates is because they have a unique story behind them, and uh, you know I 
I'm autistic. I had nine year surgeries. Uh, my doctors told my parents I wouldn't be able to walk without braces or crutches. I had neither. I have knees that point inwards. Uh, I have ringing in my ears uh, since like two years ago. I don't know how that happened, but um, uh, whatever. But uh, I live with this every single day. Yeah, maybe I could fix my knees, but I can still walk. Sure, you know, it's weird to look at. I don't really care. Uh, this makes me who I am. Uh, my autism, sure, there's some days I wish I can learn stuff faster and just understand stuff right off the bat. But then later on, after I finally figure one thing out, I was like, oh, well, that took forever. Uh, but then I was like, well, it still feels good. <laughs> Awesome. Well, yeah, like you said, you know, everything that makes you who you are is what makes you an interesting motivational speaker. It's, you know, your experience and, you know, drawing from that. And there was something um, on your your website, I was having a little look before we came on uh, that I really liked for a message, which was um, about kind of chasing your dreams and kind of proving people wrong or not, um, you know, letting go of your dreams. And I wonder if you could talk a little bit about that. Definitely. So when I first started out with my whole website and everything, I was geared towards uh, personal training because it was, uh, because that was the uh, major I was in in college. But then I jumped five different majors, which annoyed my parents multiple different times. And, uh, I, and I wasn't doing that on purpose, but like, let's be honest, do we, do we really need another health and wellness website telling us about the uh, same workout moves over and over and over and over again? Like pretty much as they tell you about the same moves, there might be a slight different variant of it, but it might be called a different name, but pretty much the same. Uh, and I could be wrong on that. So, but that, that just in my opinion that's what I was when I looked around on different uh, websites it's like really this looks like the same thing as this other move and then when I looked at it side by side it's like this is the same exact thing there might be a small different shift in one little <laughs> one little thing I was like that's ridiculous so my point is uh when I uh change up my major I knew I needed to switch paths on my website and so I created so I, so I, I'm geared to starting to help people start living a healthier lifestyle because yeah there might be some articles out there from other websites that say well here's how you get started but it might be that one article they don't tell you on how to get started where to get started and plus, I haven't really seen anyone on the uh, internet talking about uh, healthy living from an autistic point of view. And if there is, my apologies, but it's not like, it's, it wasn't clear to me if there was. And, and if there is, it might be, they might be geared to something else. I haven't seen healthy living though. I mean, it might be an autistic blog or an autistic website, but it's just geared to autism where, I'm geared to healthy living, autism. And I, the reason why I have some vague categories is because I want to be able to talk about many different aspects like lifestyle. You know what? Lifestyle can, lifestyle I can get away with anything on my podcast, like business and whatnot, because I, I, I needed that because it's, it's not that I'm bored of autism or bored of fitness, but it is like, well, I will never run out of ideas if I have broad categories. <laughs> if I have it just niched down on, okay, I'm only going to talk about this. I think people probably say, if it gives me one more article about this. <laughs> I don't know. I could be wrong, but I'm just a hard person on my, I wouldn't say on myself. I'm just, I'm a very critical person about my work and not in a bad way. So my goes go. So going back to your question, I, I know I digress, but um, when I first started, a lot of people didn't see how a website could get me to a bigger picture and whatnot. I saw it though, and 
I told my parents, I told my cousins, I told my uh, friends, I told I told the pretty much everyone in my family, and some of my family that I live with here. Um, it's like, oh, cool. I'm glad you have a website up and running. They weren't really interested. And when I, I consider what I do a job, and I consider my website as a job, because if I don't, well, how am I going to keep showing back up and for a hobby? Yeah, not really. Uh, I mean, unless if you really, really enjoy that hobby. And, you know, when I first started, I met it was kind of a little bit of a hobby, but then I started seeing progress after progress after progress and say, like, this is not a hobby anymore. I, I admit when I, uh, years ago when I, uh, on WordPress, like I was spending too much time on the technical stuff because again, I'm not a developer. And so I was literally burning out on everything. And so, I literally could have gave up on back in 2018. Uh, but then I just kept, I, when I moved to Squarespace, I got everything set up, everything is running. Even if they, even if the website went down for like a split second, it was still much better than the results I was getting at WordPress. And I, again, not bashing WordPress, it just, since I don't know how to get myself out of technical issues. I mean, it was computer issues, more likely, but the website issues, not so much. So he, so basically, like when I tell people about the new updates of my, what's happening on my website, I was like, oh, cool, congrats and whatnot. Still not interested. So then when I jumped to, um, uh, and people's like, oh, well, how are you going to make money off of your website? You're not making anything. And then when I made some pennies here and there with Google ads and everything, it's like, oh, congrats. Well, I guess time when you finally make it to a hundred dollars and whatnot, you're not going to, it's like, yeah, it's like, you're probably not going to make enough money for, to make a living off of it. Basically, they just like just doubted and doubted and doubted. And I, and I still saw the bigger picture. And there's days where I just felt like, fine, I'll just throw it all away, screw it, and, and whatnot. So fast forward a little bit. Uh, I saw this. Uh, I was coming home from this flight uh, on, on one of my vacations. Forget how long ago it is because of this whole stupid pandemic. I think it was like, it was not 2019-ish. I think it was 2018 uh, going into 2019, and uh, I was coming back uh, from uh, from my break, and in the airport where we had Wi-Fi, the only free Wi-Fi on the whole uh, place, I saw this book about uh, this SEO book, which SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization, for those who don't know, uh, and uh, I was reading it, and it said, Here's SEO and like I think it was five or eight steps, and I'm like, there's no way it's five or eight steps, really. And it's like because every single website I read right out there, it's like, oh, you need these 42 steps or you need 50 steps, etc. And it's like, there's no way it can be eight. There's not one freaking thing it could be eight. So I put aside the the whole. Th Mr. Know-it-all sort of macho-ness and whatnot. And it's like, you know, I'm going to go in with this an open mind. And it's like, I, and it's like there's a return policy, which I, a refund policy. How bad can it be? I'm not getting anywhere with doing the same thing over and over again. So let's just dive into it. So I dived into it. And I didn't get to finish all the Oh, actually, I think I got to finish one book, but then they came out with this uh, course, uh, this video course on their website, and they did show you step by step. And because I'm more of a visual learner, and so and so they got they did keyword research right along in the video, and it's like, 
this is going to be helpful. And so I watched them do step by step and everything. And I was like, wait, I can do this too. And so, so uh, fast forward again, uh, I started seeing progress. And then I started outranking uh, Richard Simmons' Wikipedia page. And Richard Simmons used to be a uh, a uh, personal trainer and uh, he used to be known as the crazy fitness guy and that's what people referred to him as but uh, he never trademarked the name so I took it and I'm still waiting for my trademark and uh, so far it's been 17 months thanks a lot USPTO tools um, sorry I had to say that but um, they so basically uh, I started seeing progress, and then what I noticed, uh, since my brand was consistent, uh, it was ranking on the first page for uh, the both uh, one name and three uh, words and whatnot. And then I noticed for my own name, I wasn't really showing up at all on the first page of Google and say, I got to change that. <laughs> and so... Uh, it took crazy fitness guy, I think at least three years to finally start ranking. And now uh, I was, but then uh, just in a few months after focusing on uh, SEO for me, I started at ranking for, uh, the Jimmy Clare Wikipedia page for a retired soccer player from the UK. And, and there's these other Jimmy Clares from LinkedIn and other websites and say, there can only be one Jimmy Clare in this world. Those other ones are imposters. And I, uh, and obviously I know that's not the case, but I, I like to just, I like to say that because uh, after two years of, after four, uh, four years total of doing Crazy Fitness Guy and everything, I started seeing a lot more progress. And like I today is my 80th podcast guest appearance. And so after I've been uh so uh like last year during the when the pandemic hit and when I first started into motivational speaking uh near the ending of 2019, my parent uh I started getting myself on every single guest appearance I could get on. And and so when I started gaining traction on that, my parents were like, wow, congrats, you got on that too. And I was like, and then when I started showing them that, and I found out I made like $1,200 on my website. And my parents were like, no freaking way. And I was like, yes, freaking way. And then, uh, to even speed up this process more, I, uh, I even got featured in Australian TV. Uh, of course, no one uh, seems to, of course, none of my local media channels really seems to want me on TV, I guess. Thanks, local media. Appreciate it. Uh, so, uh, so then I started getting, and I was also on uh, uh, Canada TV too, and people saw it. And so then my cousins and, and, and family members started seeing progress and it's like, wow, I was wrong. They didn't admit it. I mean, my friends and my cousins were more supportive than some of my other family members. But then when they started seeing the progress and it's like, wow, I was wrong. And it's like, yep, you were wrong. And I also didn't say that, but I was just like thinking, it's like, see, I'm right. <laughs> and I'm gonna quote this from the blacklist and I really love this show. Uh, like Reddington by uh, who play who's played by James Spader, he is just like man. I never get tired of being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it sounds like from what you said that you had that idea, and even when people were saying kind of, oh no, I don't know, you've persevered and you've gone over uh, after it, and then you've seen that that progress in um, being you know moving up the rankings on Google and then making money from your website and and all of that. So that is awesome, and thank you for for sharing that. Plus, I also got uh, three articles published, too. Yeah, which is awesome. And 80 appearances is fab. I mean, I've I've been on, um, well, I was going to say a handful of podcasts, but it's more than a handful now. It's a few handfuls of podcasts. I tend to 
do more of the interviewing, but that's something I have in my mind to do more of. So 80 is, uh, is awesome. Um, yeah, thank you, Jimmy, for everything you shared. And I have some questions I ask everyone that comes on and I'd love to hear your thoughts on these, if that's okay. Yep. Awesome. Uh, so the first one is what brings you joy in your life? Uh, I think what brings me joy is being able to motivate people and I also and being an advocate for those who can't who don't have a voice for themselves yet or who can't uh, talk because of their extra challenges etc and it brings me joy because I used to be that person who wouldn't speak up and uh, uh, in front of people or even uh, or, or even ask for help I've the boys in school, when I got bullied in school, they uh, they made me feel like asking for help was a sign of weakness. I acted out in so many different ways and forms. It was not the right way of asking for help, but, but I got but um but my seventh and uh, eighth grade, who, who was also my eighth grade teacher, she knew exactly what kind of help I needed. She knew, she, she helped, even though I felt, I really feel bad for what I, like what the kind of stuff I, I did. I, uh, she, I still stay in touch with her today. And like, she has seen me like literally grew up from mill, old middle school up until now. And she's, she's, she's been very supportive and, and everything. But it brings me joy because uh, I, I feel like I'm giving back to the community. Uh, like when I when I needed help, she was there for me. She knew like when principals weren't listening to me, she went to the she went up to bed for me and she'd say, "This needs to stop," and and you need to listen. And it, and finally, some of the one of the assistant principals started listening and was like. Gee, it took you a hundred freaking times. Yeah, I think that's so uh, powerful when someone, you know, is on your side and, and, and stands up for you like that. Uh, thanks for sharing that. And then my, my next question is what makes life meaningful for you? Oh, that's a tricky one. I think what makes life meaningful me, to me is that I have the work and work-life balance. Uh, I... I uh, I like to be able to have fun, even though what I, even though that I like what I do, I also I need I know I need the breaks, uh, so I schedule uh, time off um, multiple times during the year. Sure, it might be like a few days here, might be a week here. It's never like too long, um, but it's never too short. I mean, unless if it's just the weekends, but uh, I just try to uh, make sure I have that work-life balance because I could easily get lost into all the work and just be just working all the time. And that was what I was doing pretty much in uh, my WordPress days. I, I don't miss any of that. Awesome. Thank you for that. And yeah, some, sometimes the questions, there's no right or wrong answer, but they can be a bit tricky because sometimes they're things that we've never really thought about. Um, the next two questions are around our overarching topic on the podcast, which is mental wellness. And so the first one is, what does mental wellness mean to you? Mental wellness means to me is, uh, I think it goes back to the work-life balance. That you can't always just keep working you could, but then you just dig yourself in your early grave. And how can I, if I don't take care of myself, how do I, how can I help others? Uh, yeah, I can keep producing, uh, I could, maybe I could produce more podcast content, but then I might, uh, it might become sloppy, it might become uh, terrible, it just might become repetitive and bad etc so i'd rather just stick with monthly and you know I, I switch it up sometimes it's at the beginning of the month sometimes it's at the ending of the month sometimes it's in the middle of the month 
sometimes uh, it's twice a month. Uh, I keep it interesting. And just another way to get people to subscribe because it's like, hey, if you wanna be notified, you better subscribe because uh, you never know when it's gonna come up. And like, I'm, I'm, and like, I'm supposed to write a blog post next week. It might happen. A podcast might happen. <laughs> uh, Cause you know, I was like, I might release two podcasts. I don't know. Uh, it's whatever I'm feeling I can do. I have like a week and a half before I go to Chicago. So uh, yeah, to see my extent, extend the family on my mom's side of family. So, you know, there's only so much I can do in, in that time frame. If I had like three weeks, that's one thing, but week and a half and I still have to get packed. Yeah, and the final day is, is coming up, so. And I still got to order my dad a gift. Shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. It's just, you know, who knows? You know, keep people guessing when it's going to come out. So it's like a surprise. Um, So surprise! my follow-up question. For, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, my follow-up question is always what you do to look after your own mental well-being. So how you manage that work-life balance, how you, you know, look after yourself. I use a lot of different apps and one might say, you really need an app for this? And I say, yes, because if I don't, I'm not getting off. Uh and I know that because I've seen it happen. Uh, so for instance, uh, I use this tool called Freedom. What it is, it helps you block certain things at certain different times. So I work up until usually around like, I say like five, six hours a day, sometimes a little bit more depending on what I'm doing and depending on what the task is. Uh, not saying I have a lot of, big tasks, but um, kind of depends. And so what I, I try to do is to, uh, I use that. And so let, let's say if I was working up until five and the, so basically I stopped doing all my work stuff at four so I can work on some of my extra projects that I wanna work on. Like I'm working on a, a really big project next. Uh, can't say, it, it's secret, shh, uh, it's in the works. Uh, I'm not saying what it is. Uh, and if you can guess, I'm not, I, I, I can't confirm or deny uh, any. Uh, so uh, I use that, so like at four o'clock, it would kick in, it would kick me off of the back end of my website, it kicks me off of every work tool I use for my website. And so I can say, okay, I can't do this anymore. I, like, I can't do this at this time. I can't do it. Uh, I, I had to wait until the next day, uh, tomorrow, or I had to work. Uh, um, and so it just kicks me off and makes sure that I don't just uh, continue working. And I, which, is, uh, which is helpful to me because I know if I continue working, I'm just gonna feel really terrible because like, okay, you know, I'm my own boss. Why am I beating myself up for this? <laughs> As like, I get it that uh, as a small business owner, you need to work. However, there's a way to work smart. And uh, I, I like the saying, work, work smarter, not harder. And okay. if you're working harder, what the hell? <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, it sounds like a great strategy to have something that just literally just kicks you off so you can't, you know, can't yeah. um, keep going. There's times where I uh, literally sometimes uh, kind of like override the tool a little bit uh, on my Chromebook because it's only a Chrome extension. And I like the, the only times when I do that is when I still have like maybe one or two tasks to do, but I know it won't take all night and it won't take very long. Like if I'm doing marketing in my Facebook groups or if I'm doing, uh, or I'm just uh, doing an SEO audit, I might just do that real quick, but it's never, oh, okay, I'm gonna just gonna, all right, well, I try not to like get into any big tasks. And it's like, 
okay, so how do I fix this or how to do this or how to do that? Because then I start breaking crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, my next question is sometimes a bit of a challenge for people. So we'll see. Uh, how would you describe your own mindset? Now that's hard. Uh, I would say a little bit, uh, the good kind of crazy. Uh, big. Uh, I would also describe it as unique. I would also describe it as funny because I have, and and I would also say smart because uh, yesterday I had like an aha moment, uh, just walking in my neighborhood and just taking a walk around the U shape of my neighborhood. And I finally, and I had this aha moment and I was like, Wait, why didn't I just think of this before? <laughs> and, and and sure enough, it turned out to be uh, the answer I was looking uh, for. And it's like, wow, this is amazing. And it's like, thank you, brain, for figuring this out. And it's like, I didn't have to like Google anything on that. And it's like, all I just it was like, I don't know how the thought came to me. It just like my I think after emptying out a lot of stress in my digital. Um, world on my computer and whatnot my brain has just been more freely open to th think because it's like wait i don't have all this other crap on my mind Woohoo! <laughs> awesome <laughs> um sometimes it does that doesn't it just like stuff just appears and like oh thanks for that um so my next question is one of my favorite ones to ask because i'm really curious and and um i like to ask guests to leave us with between one and three top tips of things that you think we should try out in our lives that could have a big impact. So it could be about anything, but do you have a top one to three tips for us? Oh, one to three. Oh, that's a that's a very small bummer. Uh, so one of the things that I would suggest people to try is coming up with a system for work-life balance uh, because I can tell like the the, the like I, I, on Tuesday when I got back from helping my friend late with her new computer and whatnot and helping her perk out a new computer, I could have easily went on my computer and uh, and worked on uh, my Facebook group marketing and whatnot, but I decided I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to watch TV and watch America's Got Talent. However, uh, though I did go on my computer just to fill out a form for my next convention uh, I'm speaking at, uh, but that was because, uh, uh, because if I missed a deadline, I had to pay money to register them for it. So I got prime time, uh, uh, I got reserved spot. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go with the free registration. Uh, <laughs> And even though the fee wasn't super high, but it's like, uh, I don't have uh, one of my programs that I was affiliate mar marketing with, uh, revamped a system and then I was out for a while. So I, money stopped coming in for a while. Uh, so that's why I'm kind of uh, on tight budget again. And so I was like, Okay, I'm gonna go, just go on the computer, and I reminded myself in my head multiple times. It's like, no Facebook group marketing tonight. If it was at five o'clock, yeah, it, be, it only takes me thirty minutes. But this was at nine o'clock at night. It's like, you're registering for this event, and that's it, and you're getting off. I did exactly that, and the reason I tell myself that is because I know I, I will not listen <laughs> if I just like. I can just do one more thing. And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and it's like, you can get it right with that one more thing. If it was like 30 minutes to karate and like, okay, let, let's do it really quick. But not a karate night. You're watching America's Got Talent. So that was one, that'd be one tip. The next tip I was, well, actually, I'm going to include one more thing in that tip and use block scheduling because it's, it's, um, it's very helpful because I use this app called TimeTune on my phone and it syncs with my Google Calendar, but it's a one-way sync. So my calendar goes to TimeTune. So it tells me the, it shows the events in my Google Calendar in it. 
and it tells me, uh, so it helps me find extra time so, because I like to read my books. I like to read books at night before I go to bed just to relax. I don't always like to watch TV during the week. Though I might, uh, though I might say that uh, for the summer, I might just break that rule for just uh, just for Tuesday nights because I like America's Got Talent. Uh, I, I always like the show. I just uh, there's a lot of talented people in the world, and I just like it's just fun to watch. And um, so, uh, t- like I kid you not, when I was working, when I was working ninety plus hours a week. I was feeling like I was not able to read my books and I didn't have time to read and whatnot. Using this uh, calendar, this time to app, it, it found me extra two hours, three hours, four hours a day to read. And it's like, this thing is magic. <laughs> and it's like, I tried, t- I tried uh, doing a, a um, I-, I tried doing a uh, block scheduling in Google Calendar it became a, a, a rainbow full of Skittles because I, as everything is color coded and everything is like, I can't see anything else. Uh, it's like, it was just so crowded. I missed doctor. I was almost missing doctor, doctor's appointments because of that. And my mom's like, Jimmy, you know, you have a doctor's appointment today. And it's like, Nope, now I do. <laughs> uh, so my next tip, I would say, uh, Make sure you, you do something fun for yourself, whether it's reading a book, maybe you're one, maybe it's a person who can actually play video games during the week and have self-control. I know I don't have that self-control to do it because when I used to do it, I was playing like literally 90 plus hours a week, but that was when I was in public school and I absolutely hated school. Uh, and I don't know exactly why multiple people could tell you multiple different reasons. And so, and then my third reason, my third tip, I would say, whatever you do for your career, do something that you enjoy, what you like. And if you don't like it, switch. Because when I was going to college for personal training, it's not that I didn't find it interesting, is that I got stuck I just say with the teacher who didn't really, in my opinion, know how to teach, because if he told you to study A on the test, A was not on the test. So, and so my point to him is like, so how do I study for a test um, that, that the, the thing is not even on the test? He's like, well, you should just know. Well, I'm sorry, I'm not Google. Uh, let me program my brain. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't. That's not physically possible. Yeah, I mean, that's frustrating, isn't it? (laughs) I remember when I was at school having for our big exams and we were told there was one topic that absolutely wouldn't be on the exam. So like, no, we weren't even really taught it in detail. And then it was on the exam for like a massive chunk of marks. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. Thank you so much, Jimmy. That brings me to my final question, which is where people can connect with you online. And I know we've mentioned your website, but if you can remind us of all the details, that'd be awesome. Well, I think the easiest part is to go to crazyfitnessguy.com because I, when I created Crazy Fitness Guy, I created multiple different social media platforms for my own, for myself and Crazy Fitness Guy. I split them up and there's a good story for that. And the reason why is because when I was sharing milestones on Crazy Fitness Guy's social media platforms, when we're just Crazy Fitness Guy, it was um, no one would give a crap. No one liked it. No one, um, no one read the post. No one interacted with the post. But then when I split it up on my own pl- profiles and when I share my own milestones, people's like, "Oh, congratulations!" And it's like, "Oh, now you give a crap." <laughs> and i mean i'm sure people have cared but but you know like brands out there who tweet uh toot their own horn and everything people don't want one more brand to toot their own horn and that's that's at least what i learned in the marketing age and so when i split it up to myself as the founder and ceo and motivational speaker and everything 
behind the brand is like, oh, so that that's the guy behind the brand. Oh, congratulations. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, we're absolutely linked to your website and then people can find all of your social media from there and um, the podcast as well from there too. Yeah, so, I only have like, yeah. I kid you not, I think I had like over 50 plus profiles in total. Wow. It's a lot of profiles. <laughs> I know. I'm, yeah. I'm crazy. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jimmy, for share, for joining us and sharing with us today. Um, I've really enjoyed speaking with you. So thanks so much. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So a massive thank you to Jimmy uh, for joining us. And there's something that as I was listening through that I said, which I kind of, um, I wanted to come back to because uh, I don't know the, the way it came across is maybe not the way I meant it, if that makes sense. So anyway, <laughs> I sort of said about um, talking about people on the spectrum and where they are on the spectrum. And really what I mean by that is about there's a phrase that if you've met one person who's autistic, you've met one person who's autistic, that we are all different and have uh, different things that we find challenging, different uh, sensory needs, different, um, we are all different, basically. Um, And so really, that's what I mean when I sort of say where where they are on the spectrum. It's about their unique strengths, challenges, um, and also the situation that they're in and how that sort of impacts on things um because one of the things that often people talk about when they talk about autism is this idea of functioning and those labels which which actually uh, some people who are autistic use but i think there's a general feeling in the autistic community that they they're one not helpful um <laughs> quite misleading um because actually when we're saying someone is high functioning we are um we're really sort of talking about how they sort of present and uh you know, that can be a lot of masking and camouflaging, but also someone who appears to be, um, for, you know, from what you observe, high functioning. Actually, that's not necessarily, not necessarily the case. So actually, they're, they're, they're kind of a label that, that isn't actually that helpful. And I always remember, um, I went to a talk by Roz Blackburn, who is an amazing, amazing woman who is autistic and, and talks with amazing humour and um, about her experience. And she's someone that she says that would be labelled like high functioning, but actually that does not reflect her experience and the things that, that she finds challenging. And she's definitely someone I would check out if you can find anything that sort of she's written or, or said. But um, yeah, so when I'm talking about when they are on spectrum, it's not about a, a kind of functioning label. It's more about their kind of unique stuff. Um, if that makes sense. Um, and then I also wanted to, um, you know, it was really nice to listen back to and, and, you know, Jimmy was talking about when he was at school and it being challenging and having a teacher, having someone on his side. And, um, you know, I'm just about this week to go back into the classroom on uh, both sides of the desk. Um, so I'm starting my counselling training course so that's something, as well as being a coach and a tutor and an advocate and mentor, um, I really want to be able to offer counselling as well to have a really integrative approach to support people with mental well-being. So it's the, the next step, which is very exciting. So I'm starting that um, this week, but also going back as, um, and, for, and for the first time, so I've been a teacher, I've been a tutor, but this is my first time being called a lecturer. <laughs> so I'm um, you know that's something I'm excited about so just part-time um but lecturing in psychology and sociology and psychology being my favorite subject to talk about and to uh, to teach so um it's something sort of hearing that message just really a reminder to me and something I try and do anyway of listening to students and being there and being on their side and being in their corner and um it's something there are amazing teachers out there but I think I don't want to sort of discredit teachers. There are some who maybe are not as uh, open to listening and trying to understand where people are coming from. There are also a lot of pre- pressures in the in the profession, so I don't want to be, <laughs> to be too critical, but it's something sort of going back into that space. Um, I'm feeling really excited about it and about being creative and being really just in 
owning my own uniqueness and weirdness and uh, creating a space that is co-creative, collaborative, that is that kind of mix of supportive and challenging that I think is really important for learning. And um, yeah, I'm quite excited about all of that. And um, and talking about excitement, I feel like I have lots, it's, it's a new month, new school year, uh, if you're like me and kind of in that academic cycle of years. Um, and I have some other exciting things going on and launching, so I'd love to mention them really briefly. Um, so if you are a parent of a, a teenager and you are finding that communication is something that's really stressing you out, I have a free PDF that you can download. If you head over to our website, there's a little banner at the top um, and it's called Taking the Tension Out of Talking to Your Teen because who doesn't love alliteration, right? Um, so it's got six steps, six strategies to really help you with uh, positive communication. So you can download that um, and um, please do share it with any other parents or teens that you think would benefit from it. But I also have um, a new Facebook group for parents of school age children. So my experience is that sort of school age around education, special education, around mental health, well-being, all of that kind of stuff. Um, not so much with the younger age range of children, so kind of seven plus. So if you have, if you're a parent and you have a child of that age and you are interested in creating a happy, healthy life for yourself and for your family, then that's this is a, a space for you. It's a, <laughs> a place where I'm going to be talking about well-being, parenting, communication, uh, everything, positive psychology, loads of stuff, the kind of stuff that we talk about on the podcast, um, but sharing from my experience and uh, offering some coaching, some training, some support, um, and hopefully creating this uh, awesome, engaged community where we can support each other because that is so, so important, I think, as well. So that's called the Happy Healthy Parent Club on Facebook and I'd love to welcome you into that group. And the last thing, um, that's sort of about parental support and um, I say last thing, sorry, I've got two, two things. So uh, in terms of parental support, if you are a parent and you are really struggling at the moment with uh, parental burnout, that's something that I've seen a couple of, of people talking about in the media at the moment. If you're struggling with loss of identity, if you are struggling with supporting your own mental well-being or your child's mental well-being I do have two spaces available for coaching and support so um, the best way to get in touch is to drop me an email hannah h-a-n-n-a-h-s at psyche p-s-y-k-h-e dot co dot uk and we can set up an initial chat to see about working together because it's so important to find the right relationship with a coach and support um, that is one of the biggest indicators of positive change is that relationship so if you are a parent and if that sounds like you then I have two coaching spaces uh, available and if you are particularly concerned about a young person if you're in the UK then our uh, social enterprise project is um, moving forward and we are opening up to referrals. So this is uh, YET, C-I-C, uh, so YET, the word, <laughs> Y-E-T-C-I-C dot org is our, is our website. You can have a little look and this is all about early intervention, mental wellbeing support for young people in the broadest sense, so up to age 30 and really about offering affordable uh, coaching support so that's not just me that is a collaborative um project um community with some fellow coaches and um yeah if you are a young person if you're uh, under 30 30 35 sorry 35 because that's like the european definition and we wanted it as broad <laughs> as broad as possible if that describes you or uh, your child and um and you think they might benefit from having that opportunity, that space to explore what is going on for them, to talk about things that they're finding challenging, to kind of play around with ideas of what they want to do, um, all of that kind of stuff, then yeah, head over to yetcic.org uh, to find out more about that. So really um, this year I'm, <laughs> I'm, I guess, moving forward in my, my own learning 
of the what I want to offer people a bit of fun stepping back into the classroom but also really um, expanding the support to young people mostly I think through the social enterprise the CSE um, and also to parents around parenting and supporting their children Um, and also neurodiversity and so this is a fab episode actually to sort of just talk about that um having had jimmy on and sort of talking about autism a little bit and so i'm offering that support around neurodiversity so people who are autistic um adhd dyslexic and around that and making sense of all of that so those are all the things that i love to talk about mental well-being neurodiversity um i'll probably be talking about those in the happy healthy healthy parent club on Facebook and probably Natchez and superheroes. I have been writing like welcome emails and that seems to be the things I wanted to talk about. I'm really trying to lean into embracing my weirdness and my strengths and all of my experience and everything and bringing that into what I do. So hopefully you'll see more of that on the podcast. And if any of those things have resonated for you or you know someone in your life that you think would really benefit from some support or hearing that message or hearing any of those offers then please please do share it mean so much to me and and it also means so much that you're here that you're listening and that you have been following along so um yeah I hope you have a good week I'll be back next Monday until then as always take care of yourself be kind to yourself and I'll speak to you soon bye for now